everyone, G-Money here, futurist disruptor ape, and your source for all things NFT. You're tuning into the Cutting Edge podcast, where we discuss the importance of the emerging NFT market with culture's most influential people. Whether you want to know about the next biggest drops or just want to know the basics of where to start, the Cutting Edge can help. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe. Hey guys, welcome to The Cutting Edge with G-Money. Today we have on the co-founders of Raindrops, which is a platform for AI generative art. First, I'd like to welcome Gene Kogan, who is an artist and a programmer who is interested in generative art, collective intelligence, and computer science. He was the first artist to create GAN art and is the creator of ML4A, a free educational source about machine learning for art and creativity. Gene initiated the Abraham Project to build an autonomous artificial artist and is a co-founder of Braindrops. Justin Trimble is also a co-founder of Braindrops. He's a, he's a crypto punk claimer, a pre-launch advisor for the Board Ape Yacht Club, early crypto punk evangelist, and creator of the Punk Wiki page. Please welcome Gene and Justin. Hey guys, how are you doing? Yo, doing good, man. Thanks for having us on. This is awesome. Yeah, I mean, first off, uh, I want to say, Justin, I love the avatar. You know, we, uh, we <laughs> actually have the, the same the same creator that made mine also made yours. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your your avatar for those in the audience that don't know? Yeah, absolutely. So Cryptonovo.io, shout out, uh, head over there and go to the Discord too. Uh, Cryptonovo came through last minute for me. We got oh, nice. a, we had a bunch more visual, you know, uh, video podcasts that we're doing that are coming up, and and uh, they got this done in like one day for me. So yeah, it's amazing. But a lot of people don't know like about my avatar. So uh, initially, as a claimer, so when I first entered the space um, and found out about CryptoPunks right at the beginning of the claim. There, there are only uh, 24 apes, and only one has a VR headset, right? So I always thought it would be dope to have it. I didn't never, I didn't have it. No one really used, uh, no one really used uh, CryptoPunk avatars in general or PFPs, but like in really nerdy groups that I hung out in, we 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 kind of did. And so I made like my ideal version of my uh, of, of an ape with a with the VR headset and. It just ended up sticking, and then I mean, this is what people know me as. So like, now I I, I have a, I have a, I, I, the twenty fifth. Some people call it the twenty fifth. I feel like it's just uh something that I never have to worry about parting with, even if it's worth like a hundred million dollars. Right. Yeah. No. I I uh, yeah. I want to get into that for a second, right? I just want to get into like your history of uh, how how did you get into NFTs, both of you? And we'll start. I want to start with Justin, just because you know, you've been around since the beginning. So I know, especially when I got into the space, uh, you were one of the people I was chatting with a lot. Um, I know really early days, art block stuff. And, you know, we were chatting uh, really early on. And like, I really, you're one of the the people that helped red pill me on punks, uh, you know, a little over a year ago than where we are now. And uh, I would just love to hear a little bit about your journey of how you uh, not just like ended up, you know, what was your background that you ended up getting into NFT so early and you know, and then we'll obviously eventually get into what you guys are doing with raindrops. Yeah, yeah, of course. So like, like 2015, 2016, I was working with uh, trying to figure out how to fuse virtual reality and like more traditional art together, essentially, like always been interested in art and technology. And at the time we were playing around with like the the uh, development kit from Oculus. You know, this is, this is before Facebook was involved. It was all just like... Uh, Palmer Lucky at the time, but we were uh, 
trying to figure out, you know, how we could, how we could put art inside of a virtual reality environment and like preserve it in that way. And also have it as just like, you know, uh, a cool experience. Right. Um, it was super early on and, uh, just impossible to basically like create a business around it. We had, a uh, did some local stuff, some friends and I, um, and we had, I actually had a freelance website at one point that was uh, the intention was actually to create custom virtual reality experiences. Um, but there's just was no demand. There weren't enough people with, with HMDs. Um, and so I was also at the time I was, I've also been like super interested in crypto for a long time. Not, not like super, super early on, but like 2015, 2016, I was, was already involved in that. And I, but I never had like put all the pieces together that crypto could be involved. And so when I found out about, I just got super lucky because like in the circles that I was kind of hanging around in a, as an anonymous person on a crypto Twitter, I uh, found out about CryptoPunks and because of what I had been working on already with the art stuff, it just immediately clicked with me, like how important blockchain could be when it came to provenance and security uh, and permanence uh, and the idea of art being able to stay around. It, it, it just, all, all the pieces made sense to me. So you know, I, I got lucky that it immediately clicked. So I was like, you know, all about it. Um, and so that that was my first initial introduction to NFTs. And I definitely remember talking to you uh, in your like early day, early discovery days too. And just, it was pretty obvious from the beginning, you know, how serious you were taking things. But it's just, I mean, if you thought, I mean, I could literally like a year ago, you and I talking, I mean, I don't think either of us would, would have thought that nfts would be at the place they are right now and it's just blown my mind yeah i mean it, it's funny right because i think it was right around this time maybe a, a few weeks before this last year it was bef really before the beginning of the year i think towards the end of 20 uh 2020 I, i'm getting my years mixed yeah. up already, but, but towards the end of 2020 where i was like all right well like these are going to be my internet friends and we're going to geek out over nfts for the next couple of years until it goes mainstream and uh right i mean i said you jimmy uh, Pranksy, like, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, that have been around Nate, Alex, like that a bit Snowfro that like, you know, when I was coming in, you guys were obviously super forthcoming with, uh, with information and, and sharing stuff. Right. And it's not like, it wasn't like, oh yeah, like we're selling this to dump on you. It was just kind of like, no, like, dude, we're, you know, like, let me help you understand it. Right. And I really am eternally grateful to you for that, for, you know, taking the time to chat with me as I was entering to the space. Yeah, it was fun in the art block. I mean, it was still early art blocks days too. And yeah, you're talking, you know, still minting. I think, I think squiggles were still minting. Yeah, you, squiggles. Yeah. I mean, squiggles took weeks to mint, right? And months. Uh, yeah, months, months to mint. And yeah, uh, it's crazy. Yeah, it was it was crazy. I remember taking my time, and then one day, all of a sudden, it was like, oh wait, nope, everything's minted. Um, so yeah, but, yeah, and then we went bonkers on singularities. Good times, man. Good memories. <laughs> too. And and how about you, Gene? Like, how how did you end up in in crypto? What's uh what's your origin story? Um, well, I got interested in Ethereum like in 2017, maybe 2000, late 2016, and the the thing that kind of drew me to it, I, I read a couple of essays, um, two in particular by um, Simon Delarubier and uh, Trent McConaughey on this idea of an art DAO, which is um, you know a DAO that basically creates generative art, and that was um, one of the influences on Abraham, uh, which you mentioned earlier. Um, so that was. I think it was before NFTs were standardized, and at, at the time, it, there was also still a lot of ideas of, of using ERC-20 tokens for, for art. Um, I was really interested in token engineering concepts, like bonding curves and, and PCRs. That was kind of what got me 
on the road towards um, crypto art in general. NFTs themselves, I, I only adopted, you know, in the beginning of, of 2021 or so. I think my first NFT was in February. Um, and since then, it's been, um, yeah, it's been a big blessing for me because I've been a digital artist for a really, really long time. You know, I've been putting stuff on, on you know, Twitterverse and, and you know, similar places for, for a good 10 years now. And so NFTs came along and they, they provided a lifeline for that. And so that was, um, yeah, it's been... For, and so since then, I've really kind of doubled down on them. I think they're, uh, you know, they've been a big blessing to me, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to convince some of my friends to, you know, to also adopt them, and and uh, yeah, hope for more in the future. Right, and and so I mean, I, I'm just this thought that popped into my head. What were each of your guys' first NFTs that you guys purchased? My purchase first, the first NFT that I purchased. I can't remember. I have to think about what the very first. Some of the first ones that I that I purchased, I think I um, I, I um, I'm not I'm not actually a big collector. I've probably only purchased like maybe twenty to thirty uh, or something since, since then. Uh, but I think I I um, I mentioned Simon de Lurvier. He had this project called Neolastic, and that was um, kind of using using a bonding curve to to price um, these kind of. Um, uh, like Pete Mondrian inspired generative art pieces that were entirely thought, on chain. Yeah, I saw those. I bought some I, of those. I thought that project was super interesting, right? Because I think, if I remember correctly, I think it was the green. Anything that had a green square square was very rare. But then right. you could sell it back to the bonding curve uh, for whatever the price was. So then, like my my theory was that even though you may have, may have had a very rare one to start, like over time, if everybody's going to keep the green ones, then the green ones would become common. I thought I thought it was a really interesting a really interesting play. Um, you know, I, am not sure what's happened to that project, but I know Simon, uh, has always done like cool experiments with, uh, with, with stuff on chain. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, still and, doing cool stuff. I think I'm not sure what his current project is, but I thought I heard something recently that like sounded really interesting. Yeah. I, I've always been a big, big fan of his writings and, 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 you know, he's really trying to kind of, you know, think outside the box and, and think about these things and much more. Um, well, he's just an artist, basically. So it's kind of from one artist to another. So there's a lot of admiration there. He's working on a project. Uh, he's kind of gotten more interested in in, um, in uh, like storytelling, literature, sci-fi. Uh, his project that he's working on now is called Untitled Frontier. And so I've been kind of a, a little bit active there, not not um, indirectly or so. Um, but yeah, the, that was probably. I think that was. I'm not sure if it was the first one that I bought, but it was pretty early on. Cool. And how about you, Justin? I'm I'm sure uh, you got <laughs> probably one of the earliest <laughs> one of the earliest uh, buys on on ETH. So uh, really curious to what your first NFT was. Well, the first NFT, the first NFTs were punks. So I, I was lucky and got was one of the few people. I still didn't really have a clue that there were so few of us really until like looking back and like seeing the number, the actual numbers. I mean, it's just really mind blowing. I feel like super lucky. Um, but so punks were my first nfts all those and then i'll but then i kind of was like away i was i was still working on the vr stuff um i didn't really i wasn't super heavily involved like with like the other stuff like spells of genesis like i hadn't i didn't even hear about like the bitcoin stuff until a long time later so i didn't get into like rare pepes and stuff like that but i did um get in early with like super rare um and so i got like some cool super rare stuff i would be like i don't want to give i would like i don't want to like give away i keep a lot of like those old wallets anonymous um but i'll say that like i definitely have 
uh, some really cool. I mean, I've, I've been a, an, an old collector, like I say, like R blocks, people, uh, X copy. I won't say how old the X copies all are. Definitely bought X copies. I mean, as even as recently as as when he was dropping the really low counts on Rarible during like the the Rari farming days of like September 2020. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a lot of really cool gen artwork too that mm -hmm. I bought like um, uh, on 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 Super Rare. Um, I didn't get any. A lot of the early Super Rare stuff was actually like uh, some AI art, like a Robbie Barat, but I didn't get I didn't get that stuff. Uh, unfortunately so, yeah i mean i i know you've been around for a minute like were you actively involved in the punks discord since day one or were you kind of like just going off doing your own thing and then coming back uh as like it started picking up steam yeah i kind of went off um and and then came back so i have background in i went to grad school for business and i have like i look like my i have a long family history in finance so like four generations of, of finance and was thinking that I would possibly, you know, go into traditional finance. Um, but, and so it was kind of frowned upon for a long time to talk about crypto, you know? And so I, I kept everything anonymous. That's why I have like the anonymous CT accounts. Um, but what, sorry, what was the original? So uh, just the, the punks discord, but I guess that's. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so I was anonymous and then it wasn't until 2020 when ETH had flatlined for a really long time, like, I mean, I've been a crypto trader for a long time and like, I'd seen, you know, I just been look at the charts and like with Dodge and ETH and everything. I like to see like, once things have like gone through like a really long flat period of, of acquisition, it seemed like a really perfect time to like dive back into, you know, crypto and stuff. And so 2020, I decided, you know, I was going to go, I'd bring my name out. I, I you know, what, did what? show my face a little bit what made you what made you decide to kind of like dox yourself business basically like i felt like it was going to be important for business and, and trust to, uh, to come out at, like with my full name and i also was like you know i don't it's kind of cool it's like not as taboo to talk about crypto in the traditional finance world it still kind of was in 2020 but even so i was like well you know if i get blacklisted whatever like this is really like my passion and i thought you know this could be cool uh, to figure out a way to like work all like work art, finance and technology all into one and just follow that passion. I didn't know how it was going to like take shape, but I knew that I felt like it was important for me to be like tr for trust, although it's turned out like really great for people that have gone the, like the pseudonym route, like people like you and D's. Um, and maybe like, I mean, maybe I could have gone that route, but at the time I thought that I needed to like have my full name out there. Um, and so right. I hopped back in the Discord. Yeah, I mean, I, I just to talk about that for a second. I remember, um, I think it was maybe ten months ago. It's probably like February, March when uh, NFTs first started hitting mainstream. I think you were like, "Hey, like, I, I think you tagged like a couple of publications, like, hey, if you want to talk to somebody, that's you know, we'll give you their full name. Uh, feel free to reach out, right?" Like, I thought that was <laughs> yeah. Funny. Uh, oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to your point, I, I agree. I think that that's been one of the things. Uh, and, and again, I think the reason why I push that personally is uh, I want the mainstream and like, I think the old guard to understand that what my name is and what I look like doesn't necessarily matter. Right. It's really about like, you know, who I am as a person and what I'm trying to do for the space. And that's really why I haven't uh, fully doxed myself. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just interesting. I think to watch it in real time as we all have pursued like different strategies with regards to that. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I'm pretty sure like the first time we talked, you, you had talked to Pranksy beforehand and we're, I'm, and that's kind of new. That's when I knew like you were taking it super serious and you had like, you know, a, a full kind of strategy for how you were approaching the space, which I thought was like really, you know, well thought out. And obviously you're coming from a uh, similar kind of background to people that I, you know, have known my whole life. And so I think that was, you know, immediate rapport between us and also just trust. I mean, you know, it's not often the, I mean, unfortunately, like you can't trust everybody in crypto. Right. But like you do come across like the rare times where you can. And I think like you try to latch onto those people, which is what kind of has happened with us in brain drops. It's like, you know, I wanted to do something in business, but it had to be like the, the right fit. And I, we, even you and I together, we've done like some advisory roles together and stuff and on different like boards. And, but uh, as far as being like a founding member of a team, it's never like, all the stars ha just hadn't quite lined up for the perfect project yet. And then, and then brain drops and brain drops happened. And then we were able to create this like team of, uh, and we all are that same, it's that same like level of trust and just like, you know, people with integrity that I trust and we all yeah. have different skills bring to the table. It's, it's, it's just a great fit. <laughs> yeah. So then I guess while we're, we're on that, I'd love to know how you guys met up, connected and, and started going from there. Cause I think that that's probably a really good story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so you know, obviously, you and I both were like super interested in art blocks, and we're ha we're having fun minting squiggles. Like, not think really thinking that they were maybe like some kind of like could be like tickets to events or something, maybe in like a future metaverse. Like, not thinking of them necessarily even blowing up or at all blowing up the way that they did. Um, but it also became a realization like over time and continuing to collect and being like, oh, I want to like have a, a full set of these of art blocks and like really just getting super interested in gener generative art uh, overall, I started to kind of like dig in, you know, further into the rabbit hole and was also thinking like, how could, uh, how could we recreate this experience? Because I've seen all these artists who had come from relative obscurity and now they're able to make, you know, an awesome living creating art from something that they've been passionate about and doing for a long time, just straight out from passion, you know, was wondering how could we recreate this experience um and you know eventually that ended up turning out to be you know uh under the generative um, umbrella but ai is just so massive it's almost like a category of its own i feel like um and so reached out to uh some like people that i've known for a long time in the ai space like claire and pindar van armin claire silver um and pindar introduced me to gene and uh and told me you know all about gene's background and how he was building this uh autonomous ai artist and just like called abraham like uh just wild stuff that he has been working on for a long time and uh and we hit it off you know uh, and that's how like that's kind of how things started to take shape and then i'd also had been talking to a bunch of developers for a long time because i wanted to get a good relationship uh and i know a lot of amazing developers but like um you know, as you know, it's, there's such high, they're in such high demand these days. It's very difficult to, um, it's very difficult to even hire, let alone get somebody to, to come onto a team. But I had made enough, uh, made enough friendships, like, you know, over time that, that Punk215 or 2513, you know, he was, uh, he happened to be available, you know, I called a bunch of different people and he happened to be available and he's really, good in all areas like i mean he's handling literally like everything like he does all the solidity he does the front and the back end of the website 
Um, and then also Gene uh, has a lot out of uh, development experience with Abraham. And so, you know, we'll be working that Abraham uh, backend stuff into the brain drops experience at some point too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, the three of us, we're all bringing something different to the table. I'm coming from obviously the NFT crypto native background. Um, I think I have a good grasp on the space and the mechanics of like why as a collector, I loved art blocks and like, how can we recreate that art blocks experience for collectors now, you know, which is really, really what it's all about. Um, and the design of the platform. 500. So let me just stop you right there for a second. So for those that aren't uh, familiar with Braindrops, could you just give a, a quick overview of what Braindrops is? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Braindrops are AI collaborative. It's AI generative artwork um, and uh, 500 to 1,000 piece collections at 0.1 ETH currently. Uh, we've had five drops. Uh, they've all sold out within minutes. Uh, it's been a really exciting process. We've We're now at the point where so we kind of did a nod to Artbox. Um, on day one, we had um, three artists drop at the same time. So Gene uh, was Brain Loops, and that's project number one. Um, and that's kind of like, a, and as a co-founder, uh, it's kind of was like a nod to the Chromie Squiggle, although there are a thousand of those uh, instead of 10,000. And then there's um, the Podgans by Pindar Van Armen. And then the third project was Genesis by Claire Silver. And so those first three projects were dropped on day one. We call those the day one set. And so people who hold, uh, and, and we just announced and did this for our, the new contract that we released last week. So if you hold a full day one set, you get to participate in a pre-mint window and you get to mint one piece before it's opened up to the public. And so you're guaranteed, a not only are you guaranteed a piece, but you also like uh, the gas war is not as intensive at all. Like, you know, I think, some people were getting pieces for around 0.13, which, uh, which is like obviously like super good in comparison to they pump gas pretty high. Um, in the last one, I think people were getting pieces around 0.3, uh, in, in, uh, it, when the public mint started, although gas was pretty high at the time. Um, but yeah, so it's a, so, but Claire's pieces have kind of gone insane. She's got the lowest count. She's got like 500 pieces in her collection. And I think the floor now is up to like seven ETH. So to get oh, a day wow. one set is like getting close to 10 ETH now. Right. Um, however, I still think, you know, it's worth uh, exploring, you know, obviously I'm biased, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's the general idea of the platform we have there it, the right now, like the projects are all artist curated. So it, it differs a little bit from art blocks where uh, it's, whereas like with art blocks, obviously with the algorithms, the art's generated on the fly. In our situation, uh, currently it's artist curated stuff. So the artist has selected the pieces that are gonna be in the collection. Um, but like I said earlier, and have been kind of alluding to, Gene has been working on the, the Abraham.ai project for a long time. And uh, it's a functional uh, project that actually you can, you can go to Abraham.ai and play around with if you get tokens from the Discord. And it's a uh, text to image. Uh, he can talk more about it, but uh, essentially we'll work that back into Braindrops. And the plan is to kind of have three different categories. So we have, we'll have the artist curated. And in the future, the plan is to also have uh, curated uh, strictly by the AI. So uh, uh, artists can train their model and then also design how they want the collection to come out in terms of like rarities and traits. And then the uh, collector will be able to push a button and then everyone sees the creation literally, you know, on the fly. Um, and then we also want 
And then we'll also be able to use that same pipeline to have community curated projects, kind of similar to what Abraham is doing right now. Abraham stuff's not for sale per se, but it's, you know, user can type in a phrase and then a piece of art, it comes out and they could say whatever subject and such and such style, or really they can type just about anything. And some, and some piece of art is going to come out and if they like it, they could decide to mint it. Um, so that would be like a community curated. Uh, so that, so they'd be like three different levels. Um, that's kind of, uh, yeah, so that's, that's what we're working on right now. It's artist curated, but we were, we we're planning to implement that, that back end. So that artist, that artist curated, right, is uh, basically so the artist will select, let's say, I want these 500 and then uh, much the same way that you don't know what you're minting on Artblocks until you actually mint it. You pay the price and then you don't know you don't know what you're getting until you actually like that's the part that's randomly generated. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You don't you don't see the art until after uh, after the project's dropped. Right. So, it, yeah. And it starts at a, a random point. Right. Yeah. And so then uh I, my my first question is, uh, what what made you decide to build out the platform on your own as opposed to maybe let's say build on top of like Artblocks tech uh, tech stack or, or partner with them? Well, I actually reached out to Snowfro before we started um, and asked. You know, I told them I was like, hey, this is you know what we're planning on doing. I just wanted to let you know so that you weren't taken by surprise or whatever. I told them, you know, obviously. I know how, how I don't bother him a lot just because I know how busy he is. Um, but I just was like, you know, Hey, if you want to be involved in this, like, you know, feel free. Uh, I wouldn't expect any like time necessarily, maybe just sharing some code or whatever, but you know, he's, they're just, they're super busy and, uh, it just ended up being, I mean, I, I don't know. This is a lot to take on. I mean, uh, AI is a broad category. So, um, I would have been open to it, but you know, it wasn't something that we could necessarily wait around too long. Um, especially because, um, as we were, had been working on the project, um, you know, Eponym and Bado were coming out. Um, and so we felt like it was important as to, you know, to be a first mover as a, as a AI generated platform. Uh, we, we felt like it was important to be a first mover and just get things going there. So yeah, we had to go ahead and, and, cool. and pull the trigger. Yeah. That makes sense. I get that. Time is time is always of the essence in crypto. Um, when, when you compare yourselves, what you guys are doing to Eponym and Bado, what do you think is like a differentiator uh, between your platform and theirs? Like with Eponym, I would think that I think that that's going to be very similar, probably in a lot of ways to the uh, community curated stuff because it's text to image. So, but that can be, but, but it'll also be different because it'll be like artist specific. So it would, an artist would have, will have like, you know, use their own data and train their own models. Um, so there's a pretty big difference there than just having uh, one, one uh, backend or one, one uh, model. And then with Bado, Bado's kind of going, as far as I understand, it seems like they're kind of going like the scarcity route. So it's, it would also kind of be similar to community uh, curation, but they're, they're minting like in smaller numbers, whereas like we're kind of kind of trying to focus on the network effect of having like 500 to a thousand piece collections. Although there are some artists, uh, you know, a very like small number of artists where maybe it won't make sense for them um, without naming names, like, you know, people that I've known for a while uh, and Gene too, who maybe don't want to put too much supply out and they also claim very high prices on pieces. So what we're thinking about doing is, is offering like very slow, uh, very low count drops to like complete set holders. 
um, from them because they have expressed expressed interest in dropping on the platform, but they just um, maybe have a little hesitancy, hesitancy just uh, in terms of supply. Right. But Dean can also speak a little more on the technical differences between us two uh, and those other other platforms because he's really you know plugged into the AI world and the technology behind it much more so than me. Yeah, sure. Gene, what are, what are your thoughts on the differences? Uh, I guess uh, the, the main difference I see between us and, and Eponyms and Motto is, is um, we're actually showcasing artists. It's uh, like a platform for artists. And I think those projects are, are um, they're not inviting, you know, artists to kind of show, showcase their work. Um, so that's, that's probably, and, and I think from that perspective, uh, with, with respect to the, you know, the supply and token dynamics, I think, I think Justin summarized it pretty well. Um, but, but yeah, that I would say for me, the, the biggest, you know, differentiator of, uh, of, uh, braindrops is this, um, you know, being able to, to have artists, you know, use, use this platform as a way to, to get their art into circulation, to get, you know, new collectors, uh, for, for their work, um, and, you know, to give to give them the opportunity to actually monetize the, the work they're creating with the art. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what, what I hope, you know, we keep on doing. I hope, you know, in the future we see, uh, you know, uh, if we can have a, a roster as long and deep as art blocks, um, then I, I think we'd be really successful because there's, there's a lot of yeah, artists out there. Um, I'm, you know, I've been around in the space long enough to, to remember when there was just a few of us and, and now it's, it's, it feels like a lot more people are entering the space. And I think a big part of the reason is, is that now there seems to be some, um, you know, there's an ability um, that, they, that they can actually, they can actually earn a living from it. And I think for us to, to kind of help onboard, you know, these creators to this world is, um, you know, a big part of what makes this, this project meaningful for me. Right. And, and how many drops have you guys had on the platform so far? Five. Five. Okay. And, and how often, what's going to be the cadence of, of that? Um, I think, I think we're hoping to, you know, maybe have like, let's say two to four drops a month, something like that, at least, at least for the, the next few, um, you know, next few months. I think once we, once we have a head start with that, that number could, could accelerate even a little more. It, it sort of just depends on, on how, you know, how things go over these next few drops. Uh, we, you know, after the first drop, it took us a little while to get the next one out there because these collections take a long time to make usually for, for all of the artists. I know that mine, mine took a long time to make. So, so there's a, um, you know, some waiting time there, but now we actually have people, you know, in the pipeline, even as we drop, uh, you know, collections so, so that hopefully we get into some kind of a, a more, more, like more regular schedule, something more rhythmic. Right. And so a question I have for you guys as, you know, kind of, as you see now, you have a couple of drops under your belt, Justin, as a big collector in the space for years now, what do you guys think makes a good NFT project? Everything, everything is going into the design of uh, brain drops is basically like what I look for in a project. Right. So, so what, is um, what you look for in a project, I look for like bleeding edge technology is like something that I've constantly looked for. Uh, it's what got me interested in punks in the first place. It's what got me interested in art blocks. Um, and now I feel like things are going to shift towards AI. I think they already have shifted a lot in the background in terms of media creation and, and um, also just like in terms of media platforms in general and, and seeing what your interests are and then suggesting like what else you might like. Um, so AI, 
being, you know, basically like uh, super bleeding edge technology plus NFTs, which are R2. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's, it's everything that, that I'm putting into the design that we have like created the, the design, which I feel like the original art blocks got so many things right. And so uh, I had a good time as a collector being able to participate in these drops. It was super exciting to be able to buy a drop for like 0.1 ETH and also not as, not know if you're going to get a piece, it like gets your heart pumping, right? Like you're excited, like thinking, okay, I'm making, I really want to get this piece, you know, uh, it, it adds this level of excitement. Uh, and then you also don't know what you're going to get. And so then you get to see it upon reveal. And then you, when you see what you, what you get, that's another level of excitement there. Um, and then just like an awesome community of people who also care about the art. Um, we're all, we're trying to tick all the boxes, um, really in, in what I look for. I mean, I feel like I felt like for a while that I wasn't getting, um, I just wasn't getting like that vibe of like the early, uh, CryptoPunk days or the early art blocks days. Uh, it seemed like a lot of stuff was just, um, I just wasn't feeling it. And, and so I was like, well, we need to make our own. Uh, and so every, everything that I look for in a project is what we're putting into Braindrops. And we're also building for the future. So, you know, in terms of like putting in the Abraham pipeline and also realizing that with AI art, AI technology is advancing super fast. So we want to represent like all everything that's going on currently and then like also be able to evolve as the space evolves quickly and the technology evolves quickly we want to be um we want to be super flexible and be able to evolve with that and we're designing for that um and also showcasing to people that like AI, all ai art doesn't look the same you know there's a lot of um similar tools that are out there that that um a lot of people will like use uh, and, and then so people see those and then they think, oh, well, it all looks the same. But like if you look at our projects now, I think you would see like in all five of the projects, not only do they have like cohesion within them as projects, but they also are super unique in terms of their own aesthetics. Um, and that's important to us. Uh, it's also important to us to showcase the kind of just like wild things that you can do uh, with the new AI technology. And some of the upcoming drops, I think, are really going to I think they're going to blow people's minds like on some of the stuff that, that, that people are doing. I mean, it's just, can, can you wild. share, some, can you share some of that with us? Because I do think like, yeah. you know, I, I think to your point and you said earlier is like, and I know I fall in this category as well, where I want uh, to be involved in things that are pushing the space forward in any way, shape or form, right. Whether that be on um, what is art to what is an NFT to like the tech that uses to integrate it. And so I know that we're, we're very much aligned on that front, Justin. So I, yeah. I'd love to hear what you guys are doing. Uh, or any exciting things that you guys are working on on upcoming drops that like might be like pushing uh, the boundaries of like what is you know AR AI generated art. Yeah, for I can sure. Talk more about the the Abraham pipeline idea since it's been alluded to. Uh, this won't happen in any of the upcoming drops, but but one of the things we we'd really like to do. Uh, Justin men mentioned a couple times the Abraham project, which is um, this uh, what well, we could say a sister project to to Brain Drops. Now it's kind of this. Uh, idea. It's a, it's a little bit similar in spirit to, to Bato, although it was around before Bato, um, but it, and it hasn't tokenized just yet. Uh, but if you go there right now, the the um, the main uh, functionality that I'm referring to is that you, you can actually generate the um, you know the the um, the artworks dynamically, interactively, you know, in real time. 
according to some custom text input. Eponyms did this also, so so you, you might also uh, be familiar with that. And there's um, there's something really magical about that process. You know, the it's like if the the artwork has some um, that the, the artwork is actually made for a person, you know, at, at a specific time, you know, customized and so on. And there's something really, really engaging about that experience. And we'd like to be able to incorporate that um, into the future in Razor apps as well. So that maybe in the future, the, the artworks are being generated on the fly. Um, and, and Artblocks, you could say, also has this, you know, even though it's procedural, so it's JavaScript-based. Um, but, but we'd like to be able to, you know, increase some of the, uh, some of these, you know, have some of these kinds of um, tools incorporated into Braindrops to, to let artists who, who you know, it, since the art is all a product of the code that they write, maybe they can, um, you know, instead of pre-curating the pieces themselves, they could they could create this pipeline that they um, that then we then serve, and um, you know, they, and then the minters can actually generate custom uh, images, images or potentially sounds or or other kinds of media. Um, you know, interactively at, at Mint. And um, it's a, you know, relatively arduous um, technical project. So, so we don't have a, a like, a, we don't have a, a release date just yet, but we, we do anticipate that it should be possible sometime, you know, sometime in the early part of this year to, to have Mint like that as well. Um, and so hopefully that will, you know, create more, you know, more, you know, in, some, some more kinds of interesting experiences besides for the, the kind of pre right yeah, yeah for sure. I, in terms of like in terms of like the most like the near upcoming drops like the stuff that's being worked on too is just crazy like uh we don't have the so one thing that we're making sure of is that like uh especially now because it is all artist curated we can like look at the art beforehand and like make sure that we're all down with it and it's all super dope so you know, there is an artist working on Hope. Like, we're trying to drop this week. Uh, I think this podcast uh, will come out on Thursday. So um, uh, there's some... We're, the artist has um, totally finished yet. Uh, they're still working on some stuff, but I'll say... Um, I'll talk about the project. So, like, uh, say that it maybe maybe it will end up dropping on Friday. I'm not sure. Um, but so, like, uh, if this comes out Thursday and, and the drop hasn't happened yet, like, this would probably be the one... Um, and it's it's audio and it's uh it, it's like <laughs> like hundreds of songs uh i think i think it might be a thousand count now um but they're all created by ai uh and they all are unique uh and they all sound like uh they're uh, all based on a band that's been around for a long time it's like a 20 year old band so there was lots of data uh that the uh, can you share can you share with us what band it is or no uh i probably shouldn't yet because okay. that would give that might give away too much but um just because we need to finalize everything for sure um but i will say that the artist also is like super plugged into it's actually a, du a duo uh the artist uh and they uh work really closely in the ai field in general with like uh copyright stuff they um one of the, one of the the guys involved uh helps basically helps like people like youtube make sure that copywritten songs aren't being played on their platform, right? And if they are, then they can monetize them for the songwriters and the artists. Um, so they've already run, run through and none of them hit, none of them even hit the band that this stuff's based off of, which is badass, right? Um, and so they, they all sound different. They all like have, there's just different facets to like the way they start out. They even have vocals. Um, 
and because of the style we'll tell you like in terms of like the style of the music so it's like kind of like alt rock um like ish vibe to it so maybe like you might think of like those early days of like grunge rock where like it's not you can't always tell like uh what's being said it's almost like um like with Pearl Jam or something like maybe some of those songs where it's the the vocals are like more like it's melodic you know um I think the title of the project is going to be like I think it's going to be this but uh it, it could be called Fake Feelings which I think is kind of interesting and like cool like it's it's like and just provocative in a way like I, I think one of the most cool things about like AI collab collaborative art is the idea of like people saying well you know if if you use if AI creates artwork or even like in collaboration with an artist, like where's the feeling behind that? And like, as far as I, as far as I, my feelings are when it comes to art, it's like, it's all about the emotional response that it, it brings to other people. Uh, and the crazy amount of output that you can get from, from these models. I mean, it means that you can, you can pre, you, could pre-curate stuff and you can scroll through and you can find stuff that could have give you emotional feelings that you maybe wouldn't even have gotten from creating something uh as an artist on your own um so i feel like that's like a super exciting thing um but also he's made like a a custom uh visualizer to go along with with the music so he, he does a lot of other codes too and this, it'll be like a this really cool uh kind of kaleidoscopic uh custom um visualizer that'll go along with the tempo and like the songs so we're super excited about that and then there's also some really just crazy stuff going on with like um some some other new uh tech that's been created we try to get so we reach out to the um the, the people who create these uh, notebooks like um if we can get them to be involved first like that is our would be like our number one uh like that would be like ideal but not all of them are into nfts for whatever reason and none of them are all into like ethereum um which is cool and and but but they also are like you know um so far have been open to the people who are using their code uh, like they've given them the permission to uh do drops with us create nfts and so basically like those people that have been working with um those the creators of those collab notebooks we're having them on like as kind of like secondary if they if they didn't create it then like who's next in line basically and who is like has innovated using the technology and so we have some awesome stuff coming out in terms of that where you just have these it's it's basically like the easiest way to, like the simplest way to put it are, is almost like um uh just like you're diving into these scenes that are just continually go on and morph in different ways right. um and really go on and on and on and on like uh and are c continually uh shifting and changing and then we also have one coming up uh with somebody who has written their own custom code for that and and they'll have it like even it'll be a long form so like w one will be like more short form with like lots of different uh one particular style in terms of like a pixelation um but different colors and different subject matter and then there'll be there's another one coming up that's going to be like long form uh where the styles are literally like, I mean, like a long form, I'm talking like over 30 minute long video of just like diving into a world completely generated by an AI. Right. I mean, it's, it, it, yeah. Cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, that all sounds really interesting. You know, I, I think um, for, I know we're coming up on the hour and I want to be uh, cognizant of your guys' time and, and, and whatnot, but 
Uh, before we get going, uh, Justin, I know this, the last few days you've had some pretty hot takes on Twitter. So I just wanted to kind of <laughs> uh, follow up on that and kind oh, of everybody saw that. You know what? Uh, you know, see what what your thoughts were, and you know what why why you're talking about this stuff. You know about you know I, I tend to agree with you, right? Like I think that yeah. uh, very much that if the people in traditional art uh, understood the value of NFTs, they would have been buying them. Uh, you know, a long time ago, and not necessarily yeah. saying how they're worthless. So uh, you know that along with like the influencer stuff, I'd love to hear you know uh, if you could elaborate on that a little more. So like your thought process there, and and what what issue you're trying to convey and talk about. Yeah, well, I didn't do a, a good job conveying my initial idea, honestly. Like the, my first tweet, like really, uh, I, was, I was limited character-wise, uh, just like not enough characters to fully like uh, uh, explain myself. And so that is a big part of it. But ba basically, like I have nothing, I, I'm all about like uh, having like a good relationship between everybody in the art world, everybody that loves art, all good, you know. Um, my main thing was really like, um, something it was like kind of uh precipitated by a personal thing that had happened and, and basically like uh some some people who have, have known for a while or do know and have pretty close relationships with who've been saying nfts would be worthless like forever um and and now you know and they continue with that uh to hold that opinion and so like i just basically you know and when it comes to like their opinion on nfts it wasn't right in the first place. And so I still, you know, think that they're not right in saying that they won't stick around, uh, you know, but I did also say in the, in the, in the tweet that I do think that, you know, 99.99%. So like one out of every 10,000 PFP projects probably uh, w will uh, succeed. 99.99% uh, of them, I think will go to zero. Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I tend to agree with that. You know, I, I very much agree that, uh, for people to try to take their lead uh, from somebody that doesn't understand it uh, and doesn't understand the tech and wasn't a forward thinker to me is like, I have to kind of discount that, that voice significantly, right? Because this is like a world where, you know, I want to be looking towards people that saw the future, right? Before, before it happened. And, you know, I, as somebody that entered the space yeah. after you, when you started talking to me about brain drops, uh, I became excited because I know you've been here for a minute you're not necessarily following the pack. You're you're trying to lead the pack, which I think is really important for what we want to do to push the space forward. Yeah, yeah, I feel that way too. And I, and I also feel like, I mean, it's just a difficult thing, right? Because it's like you can't every day you can't come out and like state restate your opinions on things, right? So if if you've been talking like anonymously or like like for like for years previously, I was talking anonymously about a, a lot of this stuff, and then even since like you know early 2020, I've been like, you know talking about it so for years now like the same topics come up over and over again and so like you can't talk about it every day right so right. a lot of the things they get brought up do get brought up by like newer uh influencers and you know i don't like to talk in generalizations and and so you know it's hard for me like when somebody starts talking generalizations it's like you know it's almost like it's just better to, to cut off the conversation but i'll also feel like there are things that do need to be said and and so it's difficult right. but you know i the way i feel about it is like you know, yeah, if you did, if you, if you, if you didn't see the trend coming, then like, you can't really like necessarily have, in my opinion, like your thoughts on like where the trend is going is, is essentially meaningless, you know? Right. Um, although that's not to say that they can't like, you know, learn, but right. I don't think, I think that the people who, uh, and, and also I've never claimed to be like, I'm not, I don't, and haven't ever claimed to be like an art historian. 
I mean, I definitely feel like I've done a good job uh, picking um, digital art that I've gotten into. And like, um, you know, if it was just once, I would probably say like th that I got lucky, but it's been more than one time. You know, it's been like a bunch of times. Uh, and there are things that I look for and like, and, and I kind of went into it with you earlier, like that things that I look for are the things that we're building because I don't see a lot of it in the space. And so that's what we're trying to make with Braindrops, you know, and I feel like AI, AI art is a movement, movement in its own right. And so uh, we really want to be in the forefront of putting a spotlight on the people who have been around building, you know, and really deserve to be showcased in, in the same way that the algorithm, uh, the algorithm artists on Artbox have been. Awesome. Um, so then I guess with that, what's the best way for people to follow up with what everything that Braindrops is up to? What's uh, the, I guess, your Twitters and, and the website for people to follow up? Yeah, the website's um, braindrops.cloud. And there's a link to our Twitter. There's a link to our Discord there. Uh, and uh, Justin Trimble, at Justin Trimble, um, is, is my personal handle, um, at Gene Kogan. Um, but yeah, braindrops.cloud is probably the best like centralized place because that has a link to our Twitter and our discord okay. um yeah, awesome so either, either of those places all right well thank you guys thank you for taking the time i i really appreciate it and and looking forward to everything that you guys will be doing over the next couple of months and years that's awesome man hey thanks so much for having us on this was a lot of fun and uh i really appreciate you, you taking the time in and how busy you are and congrats on all your success recently it's been awesome to see awesome thank you yeah absolutely all right later